the Gospel of St. John, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, the crowd had, that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had uh, been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very, very, I tell you, you are not looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one whom he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. May God the Father enlighten your hearts and minds this morning to see the height and the breadth and the width and the depth that God has for you in his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon this morning comes from our Old Testament reading of, in Exodus. And most of us remember Michael Buffer, who had a fabulous career in introducing high-profile boxing matches. And he even had his slogan copyrighted so that no one else would imitate him. And his little slogan went like this. Let's get ready to rumble. This morning, I would like to put a little play on Michael Buffer's slogan, uh, not infringing on his copyright at all. And it goes like this. Let's get ready to grumble. 
Now, of course, uh, not necessarily meant to be funny, but it lends a helping hand to our morning's text. You see, Moses had been called to lead God's people out of Egypt, out of slavery and bondage. And the Lord had to bring about 10 plagues upon Egypt so that Pharaoh and his hardened heart would let the people go. He sent plagues such as turning the Nile to blood. He sent an exorbitant amount of frogs and locusts upon the land. And finally, he killed every firstborn son in Egypt, except for those those who had taken the blood of a lamb and put it above their doorpost so that the Spirit of God would pass over them and spare their lives. And after Pharaoh lost his firstborn son, he told Moses, Go, I free your people. Go, leave me alone. So Moses and the people left. And of course, this was short-lived. Pharaoh changed his mind and chased them down to the Red Sea. And Pharaoh, taking his staff and putting it into the Red Sea, the sea parted and all the Israelites went through. And as Pharaoh and his chariots chased the Israelites, the sea rescinded and went back into place, drowning and killing all of Pharaoh's army, destroying them. Now, of course, this journey that Moses and the people were embarking on, an 11-day journey, that took 40 years because of their disobedience. But in our morning's text this morning, we see this at the beginning. It says here that it was on the 15th day of the second month. So this is roughly six weeks after the Israelites had just been freed from slavery and bondage in Egypt. And Moses recorded the whole congregation of the sons of Israel, granite, six weeks later, grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, Would that we have died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by pots of meat and we ate bread to the full? For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Notice who the sons of Israel grumbled at. It was Moses and Aaron. And glean also that they were griping about material things, food to be exact, and how quickly the Israelites had forgotten about their whippings 
and harsh labor, all they remembered was pots of meat and the bread that they had in Egypt. And we encounter something similar this morning in our gospel lesson, don't we? After Jesus fed the 5,000, the crowds entered into small boats in pursuit of Jesus. And when they finally found him, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? It appears that they weren't expecting Jesus' response. Jesus responded to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me because you saw signs. Not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. You see, Jesus rebuked them for just wanting to refill their gullet. And as the Israelites grumbled at Moses and the people silently who gathered around Jesus, we too complain, don't we, about various things. We moan about our pastor and, or his sermon, or we don't like this part of the service, or the service is too long, or we don't like the music. I'm sure they like the music, Liz. Uh, don't like the, the music, or we even gripe about one another, don't we? And church often reflects our epistle reading. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all pridefulness and arrogance, with impatience, showing intolerance for one another in all grumblings, being uncaring to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of discord. Oh, wait a minute. That's not what our epistle reads, is it? No. Paul says, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which with you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Yes, Paul implores us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, not grumbling against one another, but to show mercy upon one another. As God here on the cross at Calvary showed mercy to you by experiencing an excruciating death on the cross for you. 
And even though we and the Israelites grumble and didn't ask for our daily bread, God responded graciously despite our moanings. God spoke to Moses and he heard their grumblings and he provided manna in the morning and meat during the evening. Moses said, this will happen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread to the full in the morning. For the Lord hears your grumblings, which you grumble against him. And what are we? Your grumblings are not against us, but against the Lord. You see, Moses tells us that the people's grumblings weren't directed towards Moses and Aaron. They were grumbling against the Lord. And remember, this is just six weeks into it. And instead of coming to God through prayer and supplication for their daily bread, they chose to grumble instead. And we too, instead of asking for our daily bread, instead of coming to God and asking that he would intervene through prayer, knowing that if we ask for bread, he will not give us a rock. If we ask for drink, he is not going to give us a snake. The people of Jesus' day asked, what shall we do to enter the kingdom? And Jesus responded, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one whom he has sent. You might ask, well, pastor, isn't then believing a work if we're required to believe? And the answer is emphatically no. We are just like beggars with our hands stretched out, receiving the gift of salvation, God's free gift for you. It's like getting a present. You All you do is just, you just open it. When the Israelites placed the marking above the doorpost, in Egypt, the Lord's Spirit passed over them. This was a type and a shadow of what was to come in Jesus. A type and a shadow here at the cross where Jesus, our unblemished lamb, our unblemished sacrifice, despite our grumblings and moanings, voluntarily went to the cross for you. The people of Jesus' day 
they wanted a sign. They wanted a sign like God gave the Israelites in the wilderness by providing bread, this manna from heaven. And Jesus responded, truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses that has given you this bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. The greatest sign that God could ever give you is this blood-stained cross for you. The blood-stained cross as Jesus himself became a ransom for you and took upon your sin, my sin, upon himself, that you may live and eat and that you may drink and never, ever thirst again. Therefore, you have been called into the unity of the Spirit in the unity of peace. You are now one body, one Spirit. You believe in one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And in a moment, through the Apostles' Creed, you will confess what you already believe to be true of who you are in him. And although Passover and the manna that came down from heaven was a type and shadow of what was to come, so were the Israelites as they passed through the Red Sea was a type and the shadow of what Christ did regarding your baptism. Listen to the words of St. Paul in 1 Corinthians. He says, Our fathers were all under the cloud and passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in a cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. And that rock was Christ. You see, in your baptism, as Pharaoh tried to pursue Moses through the Red Sea, Moses, or Pharaoh and his army were drowned in the Red Sea, just like your sin was drowned here in the baptismal font.
Never was Pharaoh and his army seen again. And never does God look upon your sin no more. Because you have been baptized. You have been washed and cleansed. And just like the bread that came to the Israelites in the wilderness. The wilderness that we call the United States, the world in which we live. God too, the bread of heaven in a moment comes down to you here at his altar. The bread of life. The bread that will truly satisfy. That you will never be hungry again. The wine, his blood, that quenches your thirst forever and ever. So let's not get ready to grumble, but let's enjoy each other in grace and mercy and unity which we all have in Christ Jesus our Lord because of what he did on the cross. In his name we pray. Amen.